Welcome to the Bodied Crime Podcast, where we dive deeper into some of America's most famous crimes and tell you what really happened. Episode 1, The Juice is Loose, The O.J. Simpson Story. This was one of the biggest crimes in America to date. It took the media by storm and everyone had an opinion on whether he was innocent or guilty. We have looked deeply into this case and spent many hours looking at it from every point of view possible. And we think we have gathered enough info that we feel comfortable to tell you what truly happened. Hi, I'm Aiden Gilchrist and I'm here with Elaine Hepner and Matt Nelson, the two other members of this podcast. And today we are going to be taking you through the life and backstory of OJ Simpson, the trial and the later conflicts that he faced from September 26, 1994 to the present day, and what really occurred on the night of June 12, 1994. Born Orenthal James Simpson on July 9, 1947 in San Francisco, California, Simpson faced many troubles early in his life. When he was six, his parents separated and he went to live with his mother. He grew up in a rugged, predominantly black part of San Francisco and even joined a gang called the Persian Warriors at age 13. He got into a fight and landed in a youth correctional facility. He began to make progress at Galileo High School, where he was a star football player, but his poor grades held him back. But eventually, he was able to land a scholarship to the University of Southern California for football as a running back. In college, OJ gained even more fame, becoming a two-time All-American halfback, breaking NCAA records, and winning the Heisman Trophy in 1968. OJ then joined the Buffalo Bills in 1969 and earned the nickname, The Juice. He went five consecutive seasons with 1,000 rushing yards and broke many records, and he was the first NFL running back to rush for 200 yards in a single game. He later retired from football in 1979, and in 1985, he was elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. After football, Simpson went into media, where he worked as a sports broadcaster and actor. Ironically enough, while still actively playing in the NFL, OJ worked in a film called The Klansman, where he played a man framed for murder. He also appeared in another movie called Naked Gun and frequently appeared in Hertz rental car commercials. He was also a commentator for Monday Night Football and was a part of the NFL on NBC crew. And now to give you some background into his family life. Simpson was married twice and had five children. OJ married his first wife, Marguerite L. Whitley, in 1967 and had three children with her. But sadly, one of them, his daughter Erin, died when she drowned in the family swimming pool. O.J. and Marguerite then divorced in 1979. While still married to his first wife, O.J. met waitress Nicole Brown, who was just a teenager at the time. After the split, him and Brown got married in 1985, and they had two children together. There is always mention of abuse inside the relationship, and following a big fight on New Year's Eve in 1989, which led to a court case for spousal battery, Brown finally filed for divorce in 1992. And here comes the part of the story that we all know, which is the infamous and tragic murder of Nicole Simpson Brown and her friend slash partner, Ron Goldman. Now, the whole crime actually took place on June 13th, 1994 at 12.10 a.m. approximately in Nicole Brown's Los Angeles condo. And people constantly speculate as to why OJ actually committed the crime. And the real reason why he killed her is that OJ was a very abusive and manipulative human being who threatened Nicole Brown repeatedly after they were divorced. Uh, And Nicole Brown had previously stated before her death 
that OJ had been spying on her and that he had threatened to kill her if he found any man with her. And I would say that that statement alone would probably seal the deal on this case and OJ would be obviously the prime suspect and he would be thrown in jail, but obviously that did not happen. And it is reported that OJ actually hopped into a limo 20 minutes after the murder. He flew to Chicago and was not seen for days after the murder. However, while OJ was actually in Chicago, policemen went to OJ's Los Angeles mansion and were surprised to not only find the mansion completely empty with no OJ in sight, but also they were surprised that there was a blood-stained Ford Bronco and a bloodied glove that matched another glove found at the crime scene. Due to these findings, OJ became the prime suspect in the case, and upon returning to his LA mansion just 12 hours after the murder, he was handcuffed and taken in for questioning. Now, after he's questioned by the police and actually goes through that whole process, he proceeds to go to the funerals of both his victims, Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman, which I feel was a sort of last ditch effort to kind of get the police off his tail, so to speak. But obviously that did not work in OJ's favor as well, because OJ is actually charged for the murders and just one day after visiting the funerals of both his victims, he leads the police on a low-speed chase in his Ford Bronco. He led them on the chase for an estimated 60 miles and eventually ended up getting arrested at his own home around 9 p.m. that same day. He is finally officially arrested and thrown into jail without bail and is put on trial for the murders of Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman. And now Matt Nelson will talk about the trial and the outcome trial. Okay, on January 24th, 1995, the trial opens. And at that, O.J. Simpson pleads 100% not guilty. The whole defense trial was based on the evidence being mishandled by the Los Angeles Police Department, who the defense thought to be racist. Much evidence was brought about during the case, such as the famous gloves, that were found at the crime scene and at the Simpsons' guest house. The glove debacle was one of the most important deciding factors the jury used to find O.J. not guilty because the gloves didn't fit when he tried them on. And then less than a year later, the families of the victims sued O.J. Simpson for wrongful death. The civil trial began almost exactly a year later from O.J. being found not guilty, and in a little less than four months, O.J. was found guilty by the jury. The families were awarded $33.5 million in damages. The reason this case is still so known is because the, people of, the number of people that believed he did it has risen since the time he was found not guilty. According to 538, the number of people that believe he was guilty has risen 50% in 20 years. Many people believe this to be true because around this time there were still racial equality problems and as time passed it has gotten better. Also according to 538, race played as much a role as the gloves and the forensic evidence. Another factor is people today that were born after the case only see subsequent media coverage, which has treated Simpson as guilty. This was a case that took America by storm. 
The media was covering it around the clock for weeks on end, and Americans everywhere were glued to their TV screens to find out if OJ had really done it or not. This trial was made into a TV show which has done very well and called The People vs. OJ Simpson, and OJ's case is one of the most famous in recent history and will be remembered for years to come. Thank you.